Welcome to the Tech Diva Success Podcast. This is a short weekly podcast that focuses on tools, processes, and best practices that truly fuel success for women in technology. We thank you for tuning in, and we hope you walk away with at least one best practice that will help you level up personally or professionally. What can you take action on that will make you 1% better? This show gives us space to grow that amazing potential you have inside of you by bringing you guests from all walks of life and allowing them to share their success secrets with you. I'm your host, Nicole Scheffler, and I consider myself a tech diva with over 15 years experience in a technology career. And I'm committed to sparking tech diva success with my collection of various books, podcasts, and projects, including our other podcast, the Diva Tech Talk podcast, which is all here to inspire you and is dedicated to women in technology. I know you're going to love it. So on with the show. Hey everyone, welcome to the Tech Diva Success Podcast. I'm your host, Nicole Scheffler, as I mentioned in the intro, and today I am with Michelle Cho. Hi, Michelle, how are you? Hi, Nicole. Good, how are you? Doing good. Thanks for and, you the know, invitation. Yes, I'm excited to have yeah. you on the show. You know, Michelle is the founder of Echo Wealth Solutions, which is a financial advisory company, which is awesome because they specify their focus for women in STEM. So she gives women in STEM, science, technology, engineering, and math comprehensive plans and ongoing support so that we can make our decisions with ease and with confidence. And she has that role as a certified financial planner uh, and chartered special needs consultant and has her bachelor's of physics, which we'll talk about in a minute, pretty interesting, from University of California, San Diego. And she also studied advanced physics, basically at Cornell, high energy physics. So prior to becoming a financial planner, was a tech diva herself in business development. Tell us a little bit more about physics and your background, Michelle. Sure. Yeah. um, I'm happy to share and thank you for having me here. And I'm really excited to share what I do as a financial planner as well. Uh, So basically like, you know, physics was like my fascination since middle school, I guess. And and ever since I was young, I was very curious about where I came from and why I was here and where I would go after I die. So those are the questions that, you know, kind of kept me. And in the physics, when I encountered physics, that was a very fascinating, you know, the physics that is the origin of the universe. Also, like, you know, our place in it, right? So I went to study physics in college and I also went to grad school for a couple of years. It was really exciting, right? I was fascinated and it was an interesting study. But at the same time, like in my 20s, I was struggling with my other question, why I was here and, you know, my purpose. You know, I was like deeply troubled by some social issues, right? Poverty, inequality, injustice, war, violence you know, child abuse, woman abuse, all those like, you know, societal problems and systemic problems that exist still in today's world. And it was very deeply troubling. I didn't know where to go to find the answers, but I um, decided to leave physics because I didn't feel like I could find solutions or answers to those questions. Was kind of, I was like a little lost and I was really depressed during those times. You know, to be honest, I was like just 
didn't have life goals for a few years in my early 20s, actually in my late 20s after I left my grad school. I should say like I was just living just to survive. Long story short, things changed when my son arrived. So, I think we're all troubled still, but it uh, <laughs> right. sounds like that was a big pivotal moment for you. A lot of people with goals and direction do struggle early on. And as we'll talk about later when it comes to finances, but you know, obviously you, you did some time in technology, then why did you move into the financial space? It was a, a journey. So after I left grad school, I was working IT and so I was making a good uh, money. As most pe- women or most people who uh, have a STEM background, we make a good money, good earnings, but we never really learn about finances or money or how to manage it, right? So I didn't really know or have any plan, you know, to manage my money effectively. I was just, just some saving into 401k and also saving into savings account. I didn't have any plan. Kind of looking back, I feel like had I um, have someone, some guide or financial planner, you know, who knew what I know right now, I would have made like very different decisions about money and would have reached my financial independence much earlier. Because I didn't know, I had to really go through the painful experiences, right? So it was back in like 2007. I decided to quit my job and to spend some time with my son who was four years old then. So at the time, just before I quit the job, I was working as a business development person in entertainment licensing industry. I was traveling a lot. I was like, I would be gone for about two weeks and my son was really young. I felt like I was missing out a lot. So I wanted to spend I'm quality time with my son. So with some money that I saved up, I decided to quit my job. <laughs> and then I stayed home. And you know, while I was staying home, um, that I became kind of interested in managing money, right? The money that I saved up. I kind of started reading about stocks and investing and trading. And I got into trading stock. And I thought, you know, I could make some money, you know, easy, right? <laughs> so I was like, you know, buying and selling stocks. That was a huge mistake, right? I was kind of a disaster. I lost most of my money in stock market. And then I was just a low point in my life, right? So financially, that was like lowest point. I was a, kind of a little embarrassed to share this. And I was kind of thinking like, should I you know, say this in the, in the interview? But I think it was important for me to share it because I learned an important lesson from it, right? So right around the time I met a mentor, uh, later a boss um, at a hedge fund who taught me that in order to master the money game, you have to really master your inner game, right? The psychology of trading and psychology of investing or managing money, which really resonated with me a lot. You know, after that, I learned that there are four different types of money personality based on your belief about money. Also based on, you know, that belief is formed by your childhood experiences and, you know, the teachings that we get from our parents or from society or from teachers, right? So there are four types. And one is a saver, spender, avoider, and monk. You, you can see that what the saver and spender means, right? Saver is like people really enjoy like accumulating money. They feel so happy like whenever their account goes up. <laughs> and a spender finds joy purchasing things, right? Buying a nice purse or nice clothes. And then avoider are people who just don't want to talk about or, you know, think about the money subject. They think the money is 
here and you know there will be it will be it will be there so they don't really manage or plan anything like that so that's avoider and then monks are people who think that money is evil right so they try to get rid of them <laughs> so based on those four different types right Nicole what do you think you are I you know I actually have an obsession with paying down debt like whenever I pay something off, uh -huh. I get really excited. So I think that makes me more of a saver, okay. but I also love okay. shopping therapy. So I love <laughs> okay. spending yeah, people, too. Yeah, yeah. Everyone has like a little bit of each, right? But then there are some dominant personality. Guess what I was? <laughs> a spender. <laughs> so I was actually a voider. A voider. As I said before, I, I didn't you know, make mm. much plans. And I always thought like, you know, money will be there as long as I work, right? Money will be there. So I didn't really worry about it. But then I also didn't really pay attention to managing it. <laughs> well, that's super yeah. interesting. I, lo yeah. I love those. First thing is like to really master in your inner game. And like mm -hmm. many other aspects, whether it's work or your love life or eating, you do model things kind of after what's been put in place in your childhood, right? What you've experienced. Mm -hmm. The whole goal of our show is to make people that 1% better. And that's why your success mm -hmm. tips today, I think we're going to talk a little bit about all kinds of capital. I'd like to get into that because as we talked before, you know, you have a lot of experience in these different areas. And I think, you know, some ways that women can invest their capital across some different areas. Okay. Awesome. Yes. I love to. So once you master your inner game or like, you know, at least being aware of what type you are, right. And then you need to kind of build upon that for not only for financially, but you know, in order to enjoy success in life, I think there are three capitals that you need to build over your time. So the first one is like human capital, right? So everyone in tech industry, they have invested a lot in their career and in their education. And that's your knowledge and that's your experiences. That's really important. The capital means like something that you can leverage to produce something more. So the human capital is like the, the investment that you made on yourself. You can leverage that to to make a contribution to the company or to society or, um, you know, to, to produce income for you and for your family. So, you know, I believe that, you know, most valuable asset is you more than anything else in your life. And that will give you a best return. And I think in future when the, you know, with the technology advancement and AI and all the IoT advancement, I think the human capital will become more valuable. But the other two capitals are also important, in my opinion. The next one I want to talk about is a social capital, right? So that's your social and human network, you know, who can support you and also who you can support as well. You know, and also like for the social capital, so when you are in need, be open to receiving the support. Sometimes in women, and as an independent woman, we are not really good at receiving other people's help and support, but it's important, right? Just be grateful when you receive help from other people and also reach out to people like mentors and friends for support, right? So that's important. That's time, really, really important with the pandemic. Mm -hmm. I see a lot yeah. of women struggling, you know, it's hard already to get help. Baby daycare is not working out. Maybe you can't mm -hmm, see mm -hmm. your mother because that's who was there to help you or whatever it may be. So I think that's a very important message for all people out there listening to make sure you're not afraid yeah. to ask for help right. and then just pay it forward when you can help someone else uh, help them. 
We do try to do it all. A lot of uh, strong women in technology. We've built our careers. We are mothers. We are sisters, friends, you know, daughters, and mm-hmm. like all these things to everyone. And it's hard to do that. I love mm-hmm. that point. So mm-hmm. go on. It's awesome. Yeah. So as you said, you know, we want to help others as well, right? Like receive and help, you know, um, also give. So because when you help others and, you know, do the good things for others, like your happiness index goes up, right? So the, the one of the things that I really love and that I, you know, think of as a man, my mantra is that my, um, the saying by Dalai Lama. Um, and he said, like, you contribute to other people's happiness, you will find the meaning of life. Right. So, you know, your social and human network is an important component for your well-being in life. Yes, it's good to be wealthy and good, and good friends and good company. Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> so lastly, is a topic of, you know, the financial subject, but yeah, you want to build the financial capital properly and then be able to leverage it throughout your life. It's being able to leverage it is important, right? You have an asset and then you being able to leverage it is important concept. But, you know, people, especially in their like 20s and 30s when you are young, right? The people in tech, they make good money. So they may not pay attention to how to build the financial asset, but it's really important. We are living in a market economy, right? When we uh, stop working, our income stops. So at that time, then we have to depend on our financial assets and also our social network to create that income that, you know, to pay for the things that we need. So it may not be retirement, right? Like, but it could be something like maternity leave, right? So, and also maybe like me, right? When my son was like four years old, I wanted to take some time off to spend some holiday time with my son. Um, so there may be like a couple of years of like time off or maybe just, you know, take time off to see the world or maybe uh, improve your skills, right? Um, so in order to do that, you want to have that job capital um, that can support you through that stage. However, but how do we make sure that we don't run out of money? As I did, like, you know, during that dark time. But, you know, how do you manage your money so that you can last and also you don't, like, you know, start over from the ground zero, right? So there's a way that you can manage money so that you make sure that your money lasts and also um, enjoy the compound interest. Those are the three, you know, capitals that I teach my, you know, people that's kind of really important to build a long-term success for everyone, but also especially people who are working in tech industry and women. And, you know, this show and anyone listening out there is not just to put this content in the world, but it's to put it in practice. It's to give you something that will change where you were before listening to this show to after. And I think when I reflect on what that would be, it is good to take, and I think meditation is hard for people to sometimes wrap their head around. Like, what do I do? Do I just sit there? Well, it doesn't always have to be some, uh, you know, um, 10 minutes listening to a waterfall. I think a great way to meditate is to look at this list that we've just discussed and have gratitude for your human capital. What have you learned? What skills do you have? What do you bring to the table? What's your leadership? What's your heart space? Like, what have you invested in? What do you know? And be grateful for those and to start to assess these things. What is your social capital? Do you need to invest more? Do you need to see, you know, how can you help others? If you look at your LinkedIn recommendations, for example, someone once said to me, if someone has 20 recommendations and has given zero, what does that say? 
it says that they asked mm-hmm. 20 people and got on them to give them reviews, but yet they haven't reviewed anyone else. So it was kind of a wake up call to me. And that's when I made sure I invested in giving to the social world and to my network as much as I'm taking, um, which is a lot of what you're saying, Michelle, around give and take of life. I think evaluating in the human capital, what do you need to do more to learn to bring up your game? In the social capital, it's not just the money you have, but it's who you know that can help you get the next opportunity Mm -hmm. to get you out of where you're at or expand to more alignment to your life purpose. So I'm kind of geeking out on the fact that we can be very present with our human capital and assess it and think about it and our social capital. And most of all, Michelle has actually some really great stuff we'll talk about after this, but financial capital, I think too often we only assess our financial. We don't think about our human capital because we put our degree on our wall and we move on or we get our certification and our social capital is something sometimes we take for granted. Or some people say, I don't need to play the game right now. I'm not really looking for anything, but it's what you build before you need it. Because when you need it, it's not the time to start building out a network. But when you need to ask for something, build it when you can give. So when it comes to financial capital, I love this. And I think we do spend, um, I know my, for myself, I just put it away. That was my theory. Just put a bunch of money away. Talk a little bit about what you teach for financial independence, because that's really the capital where you're the expert. Yeah, since I started working in financial industries 10 years ago, I read as many as books as possible. And also, you know, I went through a training to really understand the money game, right? I kind of distilled my understanding and my knowledge and my experience into these seven principles. It's very simple, and, and I'm sure like everybody heard about it, but you know, the seven simple principles that you need to live by is, first of all, set of goals, right? So everyone who you know, is in tech industry, you set a goal to become a tech person at some point in life, and you put money and time into it to reach that goal, right? So it's the same thing with the financial goals. If the buying a house is your goal, then, you know, have a goal and a smart goal, right? You know, have a specific timeline and all that, and then have a smart goal. And then also think about why you want that, right? So your your vision and what is your purpose. Um, So you have to kind of really align your goals with your vision, and that's one. And then the second one is like pay yourself first. Before you're paying bills or, you know, what you want, right, like spending, pick out a small portion and then, you know, save first. And third principle is start early or start as soon as possible to enjoy the compound growth. And then fourth is diversify. When you diversify, you need to pay attention to three important things. One is by asset allocation. Second is by time horizon, like when do you need that money, right? What that goal is like short-term, mid-term, or long-term. And then uh, thirdly is uh, tax-wise. You want to be wise about taxes, right? So there are some three different buckets that you can save into. Uh, some of them give you some tax advantage now, and some of them give you, can give you some tax advantage later. So you need to diversify by tax-wise. And then fifth is to uh, manage the risk. Life is uh, full of surprises, so you need to be able to manage the risk. And then um, six is like stay disciplined, right? Once you have that plan, stay disciplined to stick to it, right? And then lastly, um, you need to review and update your plan um, as, you know, life changes and also as your goal changes. And, you know, to be able to hit the target, you need to always readjust. Yes. And I love hearing these Jack Canfield-ish success principles. (laughs) 
And Mm -hmm. I think we both have a love for goals and success. And so I hope that everyone listening out there triggered something in them where they can set one goal from this episode to take action beyond listening to this and set something that you can do to improve your human capital, your social capital, or your financial capital. And if you're looking to improve your financial capital, Michelle will help you. She's an expert in these, all those things she just talked about. I believe that you can help people more in that. So do you want to share how and maybe your contact information so people can reach out to you? Oh yeah, sure. Thank you. If everyone can like, check out my website, echowealthsolutions.com. And you know, if you go to my website, there's a scheduling thing so we can kind of set the conversation. So that's the best way to get hold of me. Great. And we include links on our blog, which has a little more about the episode. I provide also some educations, um, the webinars. And yeah, definitely you can check out my LinkedIn to follow, you know, if there's any webinar that I'll be posting on my web LinkedIn. So yeah, I really strongly believe in like education and not only doing the one-on-one consulting, but I do provide education also like to companies and organizations as well. Great. And I love your focus on women and STEM in this so that you understand the tech sector. I'm sure you can work with conversations around investments around tech, which is really cool and helping women in tech. We hope that you, uh, can build some capital, even listening to this episode, hopefully build a little of your human capital and knowledge of reflection on these three areas. And Michelle, it was so nice meeting you through this podcast, through this process. You were an awesome guest to drop some knowledge on these. And I love the containers and buckets that you put them in to really reflect on how grateful even I am for all of these things uh, in my life and what I can do better uh, tomorrow and even today to invest in that. Thank you so much. And thank you to all the listeners out there. Have a great day. Thank you for having me. Bye. Bye. Thank you again for listening. And we really hope this sparks something in you that you can use to manifest more success in your life. Please give us a rating or review. We would love to see how the show has inspired you. You can also connect with tech diva success on Twitter Insta and Facebook. We're very easy to find under that name. And we hope this episode was fire for you.